It's the Seth Williams Show with Mike Kosoka. And here's your host, Seth Williams and Mike Kosoka. Every tribe home game, you can see him arrive. The man with the drum that keeps the rallies alive. To the left field bleachers all the way to row wide. That man-made thunder seems to come from the sky. Big John. Big John. Big John. Big drum John. One day I said, you know, baseball doesn't have anything. I remember when I was in high school, I was leading cheers with the bass drum you know, megaphone and banging on the drum with the cheerleaders, you know. I said, I'd, I'm going to get a drum and bring it to the games that I go to. And uh, But I'm not bringing my drums because they're really good drums uh, and, you know, the quality. So I went into, uh, they had a newspaper here like the Trading Times, and I found the whole drum set for $25. I said, that's the drum I want. Monday, I get a phone call from Bob Sudak saying, hey, I want to do a story. I said, okay. And, you know, I, I told him everything. And at the end of the story, you know, why do you do this? Well, because I love the Indians and, and all that sort of thing. And uh, I said, you know, growing up, uh, I was a seat banger in Cleveland, like every little kid, because your hands were too small. Uh, you couldn't make that much noise. And that's when we had the seats that were metal and wood, and uh, you could make a good sound with them. So kids would spread out over the ballpark, and somebody would start it. Nobody knew who, you know, but then everybody – in syncopation, right there. Boom, 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 boom. I would like to have a living museum right inside the ballpark run by the Native Americans that were the same group of Native Americans whose ancestors lived here, actually had their society here, and make it something educational. Because uh, talking to a lot of Native Americans, and it isn't like I've talked to 100,000 of them or anything like that, but at the ball game, a lot of them come, and they're wearing Chief Wahoo hats. They love the drum. That's why they come up to see me. They have no problem with it, you know. I would love it, by the way, if the Indians would make a cartoon caricature of me and stick it on their sleeve. I would be honored. I would be. As your world expands, you learn more and uh, and you appreciate more of what you have. And I'll tell you, I wouldn't want to live anyplace else in the world. The more I see, the happier I am with where I'm at.
And I'm not saying there aren't great cities and there aren't great places in the country. They're beautiful, you know, but for me, maybe it's because I've become accustomed to it and everything. I like a large body of water. I like the fact that the east side of Cleveland is the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. The west side of uh, uh, Cleveland is the start of the Great Plains. As we know, uh, John Adams, legendary drummer uh, for at the Indians games, passed away today, 71 years old. I want to thank uh, Glenn Forbes and uh, IdeaStream for the uh, a lot of that sound there. So thank you. Um, uh, I, I can't believe he's gone. I mean, I know that he was sick, uh, but <clears throat> it's sad. It's sad. It's very sad. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are hurting today because John was a staple in this in this town. And, you know, it's a big deal. We've said I said before the show to you guys, uh, you know, it's a big deal when TMZ uh, has an alert put out that longtime fan drummer. Staple of Cleveland, legend of Cleveland passes away. Uh, We were lucky enough to talk to him few months back when we first started this show and uh that was a blessing um i'm sad we didn't get to do it again me too Uh, but welcome to the show mike uh chris thank you guys for joining we're going to talk about john for a little while here sure Uh, so you can leave your comments people if you're watching listening whatever you can leave your comments and we'll put them up on the screen we can also uh take your calls i guess your video calls if you want to Join the show, you can. I'll put the uh, the the link up so people can uh, can can join. John says he's here. John, good friend of John Adams, uh, helped us actually get him on the show. So thank you, John. Uh, the messengers are coming in quickly. Right. So I'll keep putting well, them up. You guys weigh in, Mike. Go ahead. Um, I'm proud of the fact that we were able to have him on, that he gave a great interview. And at the very, very end of the interview, you and I in the show challenged the Indians to do something about and for John. And what we had come up with and what we suggested is that they put a brass drum in his seat where he sat for you know, all those years in the new stadium, but reminiscent of all the years in uh, Lakefront, too. Um, and what was it? Two, three days later, tops. The Indians came out and said that they were going to do something just like what we had closed the show and talked about. My only regret tonight uh, is that he didn't get a chance to see it. And the the more I thought about that, the more it kind of pissed me off a little bit too, because this guy was an icon for 50 years. Somebody Mm -hmm. in the organization should have thought about an arm patch, an Adams day, a brass drum out in the bleachers uh, 35 years ago. That should have been out there for 15 years. 
Uh, the problem is that we wait until people are gone before we recognize their greatness, and that, that sucks. Unless yeah, you're WTAM, then you just erase it from memory. Or memory. Uh, but see, that's one of the tributes to John. He yeah. was great, and everybody got to be great with him. I, I got a personal story. He and I were friends, and he would come see me whenever I was on stage. And he was at a show that I was doing at Hilarities, and I just made eye contact. He didn't even tell me he was coming and I stopped the show. And I said, ladies and gentlemen, John, you know, John Adams was here and he got such an incredible ovation from everybody in that audience. And that moment was purely John, but that's how much this city really truly does love him and will miss him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I look, first of all, they, they should have done something when they put the put, what is now progressive field up right you know that's when it should have been done when it opened in 90 whatever that was three four whatever year that was that that's when it should have been done it should have been done as part of that amen I'm, you know i i hope that they do something a little more prominent since they are right now at the crossroad of start didn't they just approve like 23 zillion dollars worth of renovations on the place anyway right this is the time, I, you know, obviously it's too late for John to see it, but it still is the time to kind of enshrine him in the same way that you do, you know, the, the local legends, the, the Indians legends that have been that, you know, have kind of set the tone for it. And the weird thing about him, and I, I didn't know him real well. I mean, I'd met him once or twice, but it was the way you meet everybody famous once or twice. Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. You know, those types of meetings. Right. I didn't know him, know him, but you didn't have to, you know, if you grew up here, you didn't even know he was there. I don't know how to, I was thinking about this today. You didn't really know he was there. You just sort of knew that drum beat was there. <laughs> yeah. when you were at a, when yeah. you were at an Indians game, you're, you know, whether you were sitting at the, yeah. at the old stadium with 2000 people, there could be, you know, there could be 2000 people in a 70,000 person game. But all of a sudden, I don't know where it's boom, 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 boom. You know, it, it was part right. of the it was part of the culture of Cleveland. And I think that's probably why he's more more heartfeltly missed by Clevelanders, because Cleveland's not it's not like the Jets guy. You know how the Jets guy, right. the ETS, Jets, 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 dude. Right. Yeah, he's famous in New York. He's famous all over. But it's it's almost like that guy goes out of his way to make a spectacle of himself. John Abbs never did that. He just kind of like like most great things in Cleveland, just blended into Cleveland and became part of its heritage and its history. And yeah, it's a big loss. It's a definite definite big loss, probably bigger than most people outside of Cleveland will understand. Yeah, and what you were talking about, even people watching uh, their team in an away game where they were playing at Cleveland Stadium, mm -hmm. how many millions of people across this country? heard that drum and just assumed that it was part of the sound effects over, sure. the, uh, over the speaker in the stadium. It didn't realize it was one dude out there just yeah. banging away. And just thinking about, you know, we, we made such a big deal about the uh, um, 455, the 455 sellouts in a row right. when they did that to, to open Jacobs Field. How many games in a row did John Adams go to? How many games in a row? I mean, even I remember when he missed a game for something and, and it was like front page of the newspaper, John Adams to miss the game. 
you know, I was like, whoa, yeah. you know, that's when you know you've you've done something important. You know, when, that's a neat idea, Chris. That that would be a nice way to honor him. Total up the number of games that he actually attended and played that drum and put that number under the drum and his name over the drum. Yeah, that would be nice. But you know, who knows what they're gonna do? I I mean I me of little faith with the Indians or the, the guardians now yeah. doing something smart. I don't have a whole lot of faith in that, but I hope that they do. I will I, say that they, they were like the first ones that I saw put it out today and they put something nice out on Twitter. I guess it's what people do now. Yeah. <laughs> As you put something nice out on Twitter. So I got, yeah, they, they were very respectful, very nice about it. And I, I'm sure they're going to do something. I know, you know, I've met most of the management over there with the, the guardians and, um, they were actually very nice people and very respectful sure. people. And so I, I have faith that they'll actually do something. I mean, forget about the whole stupid name change. I mean, we're not going to get into it, but it killed me yesterday watching the Chiefs game and 80,000 people doing a tomahawk chop. Right. But we're not allowed to have the Indians. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if that kind of thing bothered John. I mean, I'm sure it did. I, I can't imagine that. I'm, I'm sure it probably did, but he probably didn't want to say anything because, right. you know, it, it, it would almost for him to say his true feeling about it would have tarnished his legacy. And, and you know, that's not fair to him. He had nothing to do with it. You know, I, I'll i be honest, when they switched the Guardians, I was surprised they were willing to let him let him be out there because, you know, the whole drum thing is sort of like an Indian thing. You know, I mean, that was kind of what that was, was part of the Indian heritage that we were playing off of for you know the history of the team so i'm gonna make a prediction go ahead i think everybody else that was ahead of them this morning and after last night that uh, died went to heaven uh when they were passing out wings and little harps when i got to john's turn he said no no i want a bass drum (laughs) so i'm gonna go out on a limb and predict that this summer around cleveland a marked increase in thunderstorms. <laughs> Very nice. Gunner says he is recognized by the team. He is in a Hall of Fame and has a display at the stadium. Well, that's good. I mean, they should do something now, though. I mean, they really should. Yeah. Now, yeah. I have to say, not only was he just a staple as far as you know the Indians games went, but knowing him personally, I remember meeting him a few different times at the Coach for Kids events. He would be there, and he would come out and help out and he'd be there with his drum and one of the coolest things for me ever was sitting in the green room in the back and waiting for everybody to go out on stage and sitting back there they had a little bar area it was, it was nice but he was back there with his drum and i said john man it's a pleasure to meet you big fan and he's like you want to hit the drum I'm like, you mean <laughs> that drum yeah <laughs> he's like, yeah and so i actually got to beat that drum and uh, backstage and it was one of the coolest experiences of my life because as a kid you just hear it when you listen on the radio right. you hear uh-huh. that drum right and to be able to meet the guy and bang the drum myself was like one of the coolest things ever but he helped a lot with charity too i mean he did he was always there for the show and anytime the troop wanted something the guy was on on the phone he was ready to go he, he was just um he loved the team he loved this city and that was like the coolest thing. He really was. He was just a good guy. Sure. And he had a regular job too, oh, by the way. He went to all these freaking games. And it wasn't like he was a millionaire uh, busting his butt. And he was he was really busting his ass to, to be able to go to these games. 
Right. He had a regular job that he did and then went to the games. And we missed well, a couple over how many years? Really? Yeah. No, it's, it's a, it, it really is amazing. And it, and it is so much a part of the heritage. You know, it's like, even when you watch, like I, I watch on um, Pluto TV or one, any one of those things, they have the uh, MLB channel which is like it just re-airs games just plays plays old classic games whether it's playoff games or no hitters or whatever and every time there's a there's an indians game on it you just hear that drum you know because because that was that has been the indians if you saw an indians game you heard the drum but it's really it's really unique to hear you know especially now where so many of the guys have passed away when you hear when you're listening to Mike Hegan and Herb Score calling a game or whatever and you hear that and you hear the drumming in it and it's like wow that so much of our our history has passed away now and is gone and i guess we really are moving into a new era with new history and new you know new memories to be made but man that that stuff's never going to be at least for me that stuff's never going to be replaced yeah now. yeah it's a it's a sad day without a doubt, and a lot of people mm-hmm. are, are texting in. He did we, he work for AT and T. That's we had some did. great ones go by on the screen already. I mean, he did his three thousandth game eleven years ago. Yeah, wow, no kidding. Well, yeah, twelve years ago coming up, it's unbelievable. And and so what that the means cool? there's another like almost two thousand games that he potentially was at. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. I specifically remember on more than one occasion when there was a rally starting. Uh, we're blessed in this city to have Tom Hamilton, who is I think the best baseball announcer going. Yeah. But there were a couple times I specifically remember um, Hammy saying, you know, just listen. And and with the noise building in the stadium and the drum, he actually just deferred to the drum. You know, he gave it up and and, and made that part of the radio broadcast and made you feel like you were at the game. Hammy mm-hmm. was genius too. Sure. I put out the link once again. If anybody has a story you want to, you know, come on and tell, you can do that. Click on the link that I put on the. Uh, on the, uh, the screen, so just do that. I got some guy texting Angelo who wants to come on and tell a story really bad, and he's like, "I can't get the link to work. I can't get." Just take your time, Angelo. It does work. We're all it here. It works. Yeah, we're all on it. We're all <laughs> in this corner, right under me here. Yeah, it's right. not. It's not broken. It's there. So just click on the link and, and do it. And um, I'm sure you can figure it out. But you can leave your comments. You can call in if you'd like. Uh, I mean, there's just so many things. When we lose one of Cleveland's own, somebody texted in earlier, Michael Stanley, we lost Triv. I put John Adams right up there with him. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of, I mean, you know, when you Google, when I Googled John Adams this morning, because I saw the tweet and I was like, all right, I got to check 14 different sources before I run yeah, with the story. With because, it, right. you know, you got to make sure that you don't want to put something out and be stupid and be wrong especially when it comes to something as serious as that. And I just, I didn't even put John Adams Cleveland. I just put in John Adams. First you get a president and right under that, you have John Adams with his drum. Right. Wow. And it was just, he was a special part of the Indians for so many years. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, and I you- hope that they have that. I hope that they continue to keep, I haven't been to a guardians game yet. Unfortunately. I, I mean, I'd like to go to a game, but, 
been dealing a lot, you know, this past summer, a lot with, you know, being in a wheelchair and all that crap. Yeah, right. Uh, so hopefully this coming season, I get to go to a, a baseball game, a Cleveland baseball game. Um, and I hope that they have maybe like a track behind of the drum to keep it going. Something, they have to have something to keep that tradition going. I don't know what it would be, but, you know, it kind of lost its effect, I guess, when they aren't called the Indians anymore. I don't know what you, you bang yeah. for a guardian. <laughs> I don't think it's lost in effect yet for those of us because all those picture people represented in the bleachers in that picture behind you still know what that means. So for the next, you know, 5, 10, 15 years, that drum starts playing, people are still going to know. And if they do the right thing and put something up where everybody sees it coming in and out of the stadium, maybe the next generation and all the little kids holding hands of people like us going into the stadium, we can one of the things we can do to – to uh, keep John's memory alive is keep the story and the spirit alive. I mean, for God's sake, I mean, we, we put up a, a stupid statue of Jim Tomey. Who the hell cares about Jim Tomey? Yeah. I mean, put up a statue about somebody like this who actually cared about the town, um, not just the team, but cared about the city. Yeah. I mean, that's what's important. I mean, that's what we need here is a statue to somebody like that. And how cool would that be? I'd go sit there all day long and take pictures of the, with a, a statue like that. I mean, that's what we need. Sure. Because he cared more than just the Indians or the Guardians or whatever. He cared about the town. He cared about this city. And I think that's what made him special. I really well, do. You know, you mentioned about, you know, the the icons of Cleveland dying. You know, who's left? If well, we think are. About, no, I, well, I, yeah, us. I, I mean, <laughs> no. I mean, um, I think we're we're I mean what, Chuck, and little gone, John. Right? Who? Big Chuck and Little John. Big Chuck Little John. I don't know. Ramona Robinson. Yeah, she's a yeah. treasure here. You know, I, I mean but I mean we're really running out of icons from our from our era. Yeah. You know, yeah, now they don't make icons anymore. They well make, they don't, they, no. They just don't. I mean yeah, because, people that play sports here are here for a couple of years and they take off for more money yeah. or whatever it is. The news people here, they replace for with people that are going to make cheaper, <laughs> less money. Exactly. Right. It's true. Right. Exactly. Right. So I don't, yeah. they, they don't create icons like they no. used to. I think the only true active icon, and correct me if I'm wrong right now, but the only true active icon in Cleveland right now would be what? Stipe? Stipe Miocic? Yeah, I don't even know. Does he even fight anymore? Does he do it? Oh, yeah. He's still <laughs> I think he's scheduled to again. Uh, yeah. in the spring, if not early summer. Yeah, I don't know how many people watch that, though. I mean, I, we do, but I don't know what the the draw is. And it, you know, maybe yeah, he's a big deal. I mean, he's a he's definitely a big deal. Bernie, he's yeah. not active, but he's still around. He still does stuff. Yeah, Josh Cribbs, good point. Josh Cribbs is, but I mean, Josh Cribbs, he's more known now for doing commercials than he is for his time with the with the Browns. Yeah, well, he's always got that Channel Three or whatever it is. Show that he does with his wife. Yeah, that no I think he was watching. another casualty of the radio station. Um, I actually like Joshua. I got to meet Josh a bunch of different times, and Josh was always very nice to me. Uh, I think the first question I ever asked Josh Cribbs was, um, "We're sitting there, and Triv looked at me like, are you crazy? What are you doing?'" I said, "How the hell do you get that helmet over that hair?" <laughs> because he's got those big, huge braids, and right. I was like, "How do you get the helmet over that hair?" Yeah, and. Josh looked at me like, dude, what are you asking me that for? But he laughed. He thought it was funny. But all right, Josh Cribbs might be a. Yeah, he'd be up there. I, he Bernie, never got Bernie, the run that he should have gotten. No. Bernie's Bernie. a definite, definite guy. 
Dude, what do you think? And this is just me spitballing here. What do you think would have been the reaction if the Indians treated John Adams the way the Browns have treated Bernie? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That I, would I have been of, some ugliness. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I am unfortunately. I mean, John was really sick, and so you really not to, you really didn't get to see what he would be like in Guardians games. Sure, and you didn't yeah. get to see what the they, the team would have done with that kind of thing. I mean, how do they think that the the name Indians is offensive, and yet keep a guy out there banging a drum for right. the Indians? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I don't know what they would have done. Obviously, they they you know couldn't do anything, couldn't be mean about it, but. Yeah. yeah, it just would have been it would I mean it would have been a a very I'm glad it didn't have. You know, if there's a if there's any sort of a silver lining around um John passing, it's that we didn't have to live through that in any way shape or form. You know that yeah. that he would right. that his legacy would be disrespected because of the political climate changing and you know the team changing accordingly. And I played the clip at the beginning of the show of John talking about the museum and talking about how he's met a lot of Native Americans that don't feel that the name was bad. And I have done the same thing. I, I was always the guy that stuck on the streets to ask stupid questions to people. Mm-hmm. And I was at a lot of home openers when people were outside protesting. And half of them didn't even know why they were protesting. They couldn't tell you why the name was offensive. <laughs> They could maybe come up with a reason why Chief Wahoo was offensive, but they couldn't tell you why the name Indians was offensive. They had no idea what they were talking about. Right. And most of the people that I've talked to found the name to be an honor to yeah. the Native Americans. And you know, so I think what John said was right. I think, you know. It's yeah, I, I think the, the hardest part to accept here in Cleveland was more that why are we the standard bearer for this uh, of of the of the names that are you know kind of indian influenced which is you know probably thousands if you look across the country at you know high schools and colleges yeah and, and florida seminoles yeah florida seminoles and it you know i mean any anywhere anywhere you go treated indians as warriors and yeah. that's always what it meant. That's always been, that's what it meant with the Redskins. That's what it meant with the Chiefs, the Braves. You know, it was always about a warrior mentality, not a not a hey, let's name our team after these subhuman creatures. That's not what they were saying. They were always <laughs> they were always saying it in a positive light. And it just yeah, the Chicago Blackhawks. You know, lots right. of them. It was always said that way, and it just. I think that's what made it even worse here was we had such a heritage and such a, such a respect. And I think that's what the biggest problem was in Cleveland for Clevelanders. And I know that's for me, that's why I am now a Padres fan because I cannot support, you know, nonsense like this. And, and it, it just, it really, really is insulting as a Clevelander. Cause we hold everything close to our, you know, look at how, the Browns have sucked for 90% of all of our lives, which is a long time at this point. And, and even with that said, we never give up. We're always like, well, next year, you know, if Watson has a couple more good games, and but you know, we're already talking that language, you know, and, 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 and cause we, we love the town. We, we respect the town. We respect everything in the town. 
nobody in Cleveland ever ever looked at the Indians, the Cleveland Indians, or I don't want to say nobody, but 99% of the people did not look at the Cleveland Indians and say, you know what? Let's go out and disrespect the um, the Native Americans today by going to a ball game. I'm okay. willing to bet that's never been uttered and ever. The no. other thing is, Chief Wahoo was a caricature, and we all understood what that meant. Mm-hmm. You ever been to Cedar Point or a carnival show where that artist will sit there and in five minutes he'll draw you and he accentuates whatever features about you he notices first, like your beard might be, you yeah. know, really pronounced and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that is all the picture looks like. You're more than just a beard with a pair of shoes, but that's sure. the way that, and nobody ever says, Hey, that isn't an exact, that's not a photograph of me. I I'm just really tired of 98.9% of the world tippy toeing around on eggshells so that 1.3% of the world doesn't feel a little mm-hmm. discomfortable, uncomfortable. Yeah, it's 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 kind of embarrassing, really, that that those that the majority doesn't have the balls to step up and actually say, "No, shut up, yeah, well, sit down and come, be quiet." How come the, the Indians didn't have a lawyer smart enough to tell Major League Baseball, "Okay, all right, we'll change our name when Atlanta does." Yeah, well, that's two Atlanta, teams in the same. I'll tell you why they didn't league. because Atlanta makes more money. Yeah, well, Atlanta generates more revenue for Major League Baseball. Yeah, well, also didn't they take the uh, All Star Game out of Georgia because of the voting thing? And yeah, okay, so mm-hmm. we'll skip our next All Star Game. Give us our name back because yeah. Yeah, Major League Baseball does have a, a. I don't know what their deal is, but no. Look, Major League Baseball changed it here in Cleveland because because uh-huh. we have weak ownership, and then you know, and that's the problem. If we didn't have weak ownership in Cleveland. They would have never changed the name. If we yeah, had an owner true. with, you know, with a pair of brass balls, we'd still be the Cleveland Indians. But it, I, instead, they went with the weakest, the weakest one, picked off the weakest one first. And I agree with you on that, except for the fact that, again, man, it's tough for me because I've been in a position of meeting a lot of these guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, meeting Mr. Dolan and his wife who did a lot of stuff for, for a lot of good charities like the Providence house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I see how much they care about things. And, and I, I've talked to them off the friggin' microphone and know that they're like, they're actually really nice, approachable, good people. And they buckle to the pressure and I get it. And it sucks. And it's stupid. Um, but I, I don't know what these people are put under. I don't know what Major League Baseball said. I Like Dennis Kucinich, when he went on a plane with Obama or whatever, and he got off the plane and flip-flopped on everything, you don't know what's said to these people, what kind of pressure is put on them to make these kind of decisions. I can't imagine one day Mr. Dolan woke up and said, you know what, screw this team name that's been around forever. I'm going to go with the Guardians. No, I, I, no, you're right, but but let's let's play this all the way out. Play Play the whole game. If the Yankees or the Mets were told that their name, especially the Yankees, because the Yankee could be the next one to go, you know, if 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 you really want to get into what is a Yankee, you know, that could be taken as a disrespectful term as well. You know, are the Yankees ever, ever, ever going to be forced to change their name? Absolutely no, not. Never. You know why? Because they put in billions of dollars into the into Major League Baseball's coffers. They also sell their room out every single time, and they have a strength in they can just they can look back at uh, Manfred and say, "Nah, we're not going to do that." 
the Indians with their, you know, 30,000 seat venue that, that sells one third of it at best, you know, most of the year. And, you know, is a tiny market team with a $30 million payroll when everybody else is doing 10 times that they don't have any position to, to stand up. I'm not saying the Dolans aren't nice guys or Mr. Dolan's not a nice guy. And, you know, all, all the people that work there aren't nice. I'm saying that they don't have any position. They're, they're weak. That I like the, the organization is weak. I right, like so I the fact that they made and changed the name, but they granted uh, a clause whereby the team could still sell the merchandise for three more years and make the money, knowing full well that everybody that liked the Indians and didn't have an Indians cap or uh, jersey or jacket would run out and buy one for old time's sake. Yeah. So they still made their money off after they changed the name. Mm-hmm. Because that's all it's really about anyway, is just generating revenue. It's not, it, it's really, it has nothing to do with, well, let's, I don't want to say it has nothing to do, but let's just put it out there. Which one of you two or anybody that's listening feels like we're in a better place culturally now that we're the guardians. Does anybody feel like Cleveland is now culturally better? Uh, Actually, I think it's a little bit worse because it's <laughs> the point. Because if the ultimate goal is to get to a point where there are no people that harbor ill will or all of that kind of stuff, then the name's not offensive. So, how do you get to a place where the name's no longer offensive? Do you deal with it and remind people, no, this isn't offensive, get over it, or do you hide the name? Yeah, that's it. By you hiding, teach, what, did, what did, you know, I forget which one of you just said it about that, that it's 1.3. It was you, Mike, that said 1.3% are ruling the 98%. Yeah. Well, what did you do? You pissed off 98% of your audience. Yeah. So, yeah. So now it's a much bigger issue than it ever, than it ever was in the, in the hundred and whatever years leading up to last year. At the same we, time, what it did was create an interest, I guess, in the team nationwide. I mean, they made every, you know, news outlet around the country because they all were changing their name. Now they're going to sell like a billion dollars in Guardians merchandise. Not with that logo. The logo is you ridiculous. To change a name because between you and me, if this was an expansion team, if Cleveland had just been awarded a team, I'm not uncomfortable with Guardians, especially with that, you know, the figurehead and the statue and all the other stuff. But that flying G on the baseball, somebody, what, took 38 seconds to design a powerful <laughs> yeah. logo? Yeah, oh, it looks it looks ridiculous. It's, you know, you could have literally gone over to one of the colleges and got got them to draw something better no in a kidding. in an art class. You know, it, yeah, the the logo they didn't help themselves by having a very amateur logo. Yeah. That's for <laughs> sure. Here's what I have said <laughs> since they changed, and anybody who is a better artist than I am, and that means everybody, is welcome to ca- to take this idea and run with it. Take the recognizable Chief Wahoo grin. Take that smile and get rid of the red face if that's what bothers people too and go back to the color it was in 48 where it looks like, you know, just a person. And instead of the headdress, instead of the feather and the part in the middle and the big, put the little guardian hat or headdress on the face. So you still recognize Chief Wahoo, but it's got the make that the logo for crying out loud. Yeah. 
Wow, this is a long message. Let's take it up your entire face, Chris. That's all right. <laughs> uh, this came from one of uh, John Adams' very good friends. And, uh, you know, um, again, we're honoring John Adams right now. John Adams passed away, age of 71. One quick funny story that happened numerous times with John. He'd be walking around, walking to the ballpark from where he used to park, and people would come up to him and say, hey, are you the guy with the drum of the bleachers? Uh, his sense of humor would be, no, I just found this, carried it around all the time. And that's how we'd leave it. Sweet he he did have a sense of humor. He was a funny guy. He was a nice guy. Yeah. I, I like the fact that I did get a chance to actually tickle his funny bone once, too. It came to a couple of the coats for kids. And part of my job as the MC was to come out and tease what was coming next the raffle tickets, the on and on and on, and do all that kind of stuff. But one time I said, coming up in the show later on, that uh, John Adams was going to bring his drum up on stage and actually do on his drum the drum solo from Inagata Davida. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, nice. And like the next time I saw him, he said, I still owe you a drum solo. So, that, you know. He did actually uh, play the drums for real, though. Like it wasn't just yeah. like, the, like playing that, that drum in the, the outfield. He actually played the real drums, the entire set of drums. And uh, it was very cool. Uh, let's well, go to, I don't know. We have actually have a caller here. Let's go to oh, cool. Scott. Hey. hey. Good evening, uh, gentlemen. Good to see everyone. And uh, good uh, good memories we're talking about here. Wanted to uh, shout out to the Black Keys for uh, representing them as well. How oh, shall yeah. we share that? What'd they do? Uh, uh, when they first, uh, I think when, when John was not able to attend the Guardians game, or they were still the Indians, I think, back then. Their last season, and um, the Black Keys, the the I forget who it was, but the lead drummer there, um, on the home opener, he was up there, I believe. Oh, okay. Yep. So this was several years. Oh yeah, ago. I do remember that. I do remember okay. that. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Very cool. And then uh, just one thing about the name change. You know, I think the Dolans gave a big, uh, you know what. Uh, to uh, Major League Baseball because they said, okay, you want us to change your name, so we're going to go with Guardians, which is similar uh, in sounding. It's also similar in color. And if you look at the Guardians of Traffic on the, on the bridge, they look like Indians. It's an Art Deco version of an Indian. Yeah. And they still have, and all the, all the promos and all the hype videos, there's heavy drum beats and... It almost looked like feathers and the graphics. I called the, uh, yeah, there you go. I called radio station and told them that gar, G-U-A-R, is an old Latin word that means in. Well, there you go. There you go. So I, th I think, I think the Dolans were very, very smart about the decision. I'm not happy about it, but I think they said, you know what? If we got to change it, we're doing it our way. But I swear, God, if that face that we're looking at had that little grin and it was cheap wahoo in that stone color with that headdress, yes. I'm a happy camper. Who? Uh, someone out there's got some uh, Photoshop skills. Let's have it done. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank have you, a man. great night. Good talking to you, Scott. Appreciate it. We can call him Chief Garhu. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got a picture I'm going to send to you, Chris, and see if you can get it up on the screen because... Okay. I, I can't, but I'm going to send it to you. Where are you sending it? Through my email? Yeah, what would be best? Yeah. That, email. That's the way I'm going to do it. 
Um, but it's a very cool picture that I'd like to get on the screen because, you know, I hope it comes through. Let me know if it does. All right. Um, Give it a minute. We are eventually going to get into this AI stuff eventually. Um, yeah, yeah. It's all good. Yeah. People asking about it. But, um, you know, we're honoring John Adams today for a little while because, again, he was a special part of this town, a special part of Cleveland. Um, we do have to take a quick break, though. So I sent you that picture. Hopefully you can get it. And yep. we will be back in just a couple of minutes. All right. What separates Triv's Restaurant in Strongsville from everybody else? Some restaurants you go to to eat the same thing over and over and over. But then there are restaurants like Triv's where you want to go there every single time and eat something different until you have eaten every single item on the menu. Why? Because the food's delicious, and it has been for almost a quarter of a century. Triv's has amazing food, outstanding service, and an opportunity for you to have private dining, special events, and intimate occasions. You can enjoy a memorable fine dining experience in your own dedicated intimate space. Visit Triv's in the heart of Strongsville. Call now for reservations. 440-238-8830. Trivs in Strongsville. Joe Burdick custom flags are amazing. Each flag is handcrafted to reflect the imperfect perfection, making each piece of patriotic wall art unique. This is a local small business, veteran owned and proud. Joe Burdick creates symbolic artwork that is built to last. Display your spirit, pride, and patriotism by calling 440-305-2065 and let Joe's flag serve you. 440-305-2065. Joe Burdick Flags. Let me introduce you to Charlie's Auto Repair. Any car, any truck, any problem, Charlie's does it right. You know how it is. The check your engine light comes on, you put air in the tires, and the light is still on. 216-470-0170. That's Charlie's Auto Repair, 13728 Madison in Lakewood. Charlie can do it all, from small engine repair to fleet maintenance and system diagnostics. Winter is here. So call Charlie's Auto Repair for snow plowing needs. 216-470-0170. Charlie's Auto Repair. Let Charlie make your car great once again. As your world expands, you learn more. And, uh, and you appreciate more of what you have. And I'll tell you, I wouldn't want to live anyplace else in the world. The more I see, the happier I am with where I'm at. And I'm not saying there aren't great cities and there aren't great places in the country. They're beautiful, you know, but for me, maybe it's because I've become accustomed to it and everything. I like a large body of water. I like the fact that, that, East side of Cleveland is the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. The west side of uh, uh, Cleveland is the start of the Great Plains. 
I want to thank uh, Glenn Forbes and um, IdeaStream for some of that audio there. Much appreciated. And um, also, Scott, in any call that we get, thank you to uh, Charlie's Auto Repair in Lakewood for the um, hotline there. Appreciate it. And so, Charlie's Auto Repair in Lakewood, much appreciated. Thank you. There you go. So, we're back talking. John Adams passed away, 71 years old, staple of the town. Did you get that picture? Bang on. There we go. Look at that. Driven <laughs> John. And that's the uh, Hilton Garden in there in Twinsburg. Okay. I guarantee you right now those two are sitting together talking baseball. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's no doubt in my mind that those guys right there tonight are talking about what that Guardians team is going to be. They're calling the Indians. There's no doubt about it. They're calling the Indians. What that Indians team is going to be doing this year and um i think that's that's cool i'm glad that they uh they have company together yeah that's, that's good very cool and that's a great picture appreciate it so very good it makes me emotional because i remember being there for that i remember yep me too wow. we're seeing that and seeing trev remember the coat that he had i remember remember everything about that standing in that lobby of that that hotel was a magical time uh, doing those benefits for Coach for Kids and raised a lot of money. It was very cool. So appreciate that picture. Definitely. I appreciate you putting it up. Thanks, Chris. Oh, no problem. It's emotional. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Mayor Bill says they're playing cards. <laughs> photo. Can't imagine playing Triv playing cards when there's not money on the line. Is there money in heaven that they can gamble? I'm assuming you can bet something in heaven, right? <laughs> yeah, but if it's heaven, you never lose. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Nobody loses. <laughs> you split the pot all the time, I guess. You know, yeah, right. Everybody with four aces. How'd right. that happen? <laughs> right. You take after the house cut, you look down and go, wait a minute. Wait, what happened here? <laughs> yeah. Um. I appreciate everybody chiming in. You can send your messages. You can call in and put the link up. Scott took advantage of it, and he got it to work. So I found out uh, Angelo was going to call in. We talked about it earlier. Yeah. He had a great story about uh, John Adams. Interviewed him not that long ago for something. And I said, Angelo, what are you doing? He's like, well, I copied and pasted it into my computer, but it's an old computer. I was like, well, how old? I mean, I guess it's one of those big tower computers and <laughs> oh my god dude just use your phone just click on the link and use your phone and he goes i don't have a smartphone what <laughs> wow right i knew you love trip but you don't need to model everything about trip <laughs> i'm surprised they i ever knew they didn't have a smartphone how do you not have a smartphone yeah. at this point i didn't even know they still sold phones that weren't smartphones neither did i <laughs> faith is the currency in heaven well, there you go. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to click on the link, you can. We'll talk about the name change, too. Um, I don't think attendance is down because of the name change. <laughs> I don't know what they're... I do. You think? I definitely do. You think there's people that don't want to go just because of... The, the right, here's one of them. Really? Here's one. I, I've not gone to a game. I will not go to a game. I literally switch teams because of the name change. See, I'd still go to the game and wear my Indian shirt. And 
Here's know. the thing to uh, pay attention to for next year. I mean, if this team has done one thing right, it's build a good, if not real good, farm system. Yeah. And the roster change that we have seen, I mean, the Oscar, uh, uh, the Steve Kwan, and everybody else that's on that team, they don't have the Indians thing, et cetera, et cetera. And the memories that they're making at 22 and 23 and 24 – I mean, this team almost, uh, you know, was was one series away from being in the championship series, mm-hmm. and, and they could be even better next year. It could be. I think what that happens, uh, given the fact, you know, that it's going to be a long time till the Browns play again. Uh, Cavalier, I, I don't know. I, I think the Indians are going to build. I think the Guardians are going to build their own following, and like anything else. When you bring the kids for the first time at five and six and seven and they catch a foul ball or they see a home run or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, they will grow up Guardians fans and it'll happen. Uh, and that's that's how it happens is, you know, yeah. it's not it's yeah. not like any of us are ever going to forget. Right. You know, I mean, those of us that went to, you know, 50 games a year as as I did. I mean, I'm I'm not like just a casual fan. I, I was a diehard fan forever you know when when they I, I remember when they opened up um opened up the jake and i was one of those guys that bought like the 50 game plan wow you know and i had no yeah. money i was making twenty five thousand dollars a year and yet i was still shelling out two thousand of it to get indians tickets for for 50 the 50 game package to go because it was all i could afford if i could have afforded the the whole season i would have would have I, I, I mean, and I went down there for all, you know, and thank God I did because what a great time in the 95, 96, 94, no you know, I mean, uh, Albert Bell, Tommy Ramirez, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, Nagy, that era. I mean, it was a fantastic time. And I grew up, I, I can remember going out to see and like, I, I was raised with the Indians, like. I, I played baseball. I was all state here for the mighty Ohio for 85 and 86 playing baseball. I wanted to be a Cleveland Indian for God's sakes. And, um, and I can remember going out to games and seeing great stars like Jerry Dibzinski and Mike Fishlin and Sid Manji. And, you know, I, I mean, some real garbage, Dan Spilmer, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I went to game after game after game. Me, my dad used to take me down to the games, you know, and there would be nobody in the stands. I mean, there would oh, yeah. be literally yeah. nobody. We we could literally, I can remember times when I was 12, 13 years old and sitting in the seats and quite literally there'd be my dad and I in would be the only two people in an entire section an entire oh yeah 500 seats and there's two of us in those seats i mean well, it's it the just, old stadium the old cleveland stadium you can just at some point just move to wherever you wanted to move because yeah no those games cory snyder remember cory snyder yeah cory snyder of course <laughs> yeah yeah, I, I remember all of those guys because I, you know, Miguel Delaney, uh, Andre Thornton. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can we can throw names forever <laughs> from the old team. I mean, it was Toby Hera. I was in I high think. school when the the Jake actually opened, so you know, okay, it was kind of cool. I remember was it ninety four that it opened? 
I think yes. And yeah, you know, kids cut school just to mm-hmm. baseball games. Um, it, it was great. I love that. I still love that stadium. I know they're doing a lot of renovations to it now. They had a lot of you know the beer garden, whatever it was, and uh, so they got a lot of stuff they need to to make better. But it's still a nice facility. But I think it's one of the oldest ballparks that's yeah. around now. Well, I mean, yeah, when you look at it, it's, been 30, it's been 30 years. That's crazy. That's you crazy know. to think about that that stadium is 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember when it opened. I, I I don't know how many people remember this. Maybe you guys do. Maybe you don't. But if you bought season tickets, remember the commercials? First of all, remember the commercials when they were getting ready to open it and they used to take the grapes and they would dump the grapes into like a model of the of the stadium and then the grapes yeah. would fall out. So that was how they were saying, you better get your tickets because they're not going to. There's not going to be seats available. It's going to be like these grapes falling out of this this bowl. And I remember I, that's why I bought my first season tickets. And when you bought the first the first year season tickets, they gave you um, tickets to the last series against in the old stadium. So I, I just remember sitting in the bleachers that last year. You know, the for 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 the last three games, I think it was against the Mariners, if I'm not mistaken. And I just remember sitting there going, Man, this is like history. For me, that was like history. And and for most people it probably wasn't, but for me, it was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna be in the first game at the new stadium and I'm gonna be at the last game last at the old the stadium. Old this is this is a monumental moment in Cleveland. And wow. I moved away from Cleveland in seventy-three. And a few years after that, I'm uh, touring the country. And when I booked back here in Cleveland, a friend of mine from high school gave me his tickets to go to the old stadium. Now, everywhere else you go in a stadium, you don't switch seats. You sit where you sure. So anyway, I had his tickets. I got there early and I went to my seats and the hot dog guy comes out. He looks up at where I'm sitting and he yells out, oh, come on, man, come down here. Because <laughs> he wasn't walking all the way up there, knowing that I was going to be the only guy sitting up that high. Right. <laughs> That's funny. I attended with my Little League team, one of the last sellout games in Old Cleveland Stadium, 80,000 to see the second game of a four-game sweep of the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah, remember? do you remember those those days, Seth? I don't. Or Mike? Oh, my God. No, I do not. Like, the stadium would be barren. For you know, the Blue Jays would come into town. Nobody would be there. The, the the Royals would come into town. Nobody would be there. But they always had those Yankee series. And when the Yankees came to town, and it was always on a weekend, it was always a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, with the Monday day off. And I mean, that stadium was packed. So I I, I honestly believe that back then, that was what powered. That's what paid the the team. Was those Yankee series? Yeah. Because I had to go to the Yankees games to see all the good Indians players from three, four years earlier. Yeah, true. We were Cleveland's. We were the Yankees farm team for twenty we years. I just know that um, ten cent beer night was it? That the stadium holds eighty thousand, and there were four hundred eighty thousand people at the game. Yeah, <laughs> because if you talk to anybody, they said, "Yes, I was there. I was at yeah. that." <laughs> that I think I was there. I don't think I was alive. Everybody was there. Uh, Yeah, you're right, Mike. That and Len Barker's perfect game. (laughs) During the winter when uh, Sports Time Ohio does the throwback and they show those old games, 
that that watch Len Barker's and take a look at how many people there was no there one that night. nobody there was nobody I I remember watching that game that was in '81 and I was like little kid and, and this is so dumb but I'll tell it anyway when I was a little kid I, I look I I got into radio because of the Indians I'll I'll just be honest I used to sit my dad had a my dad had a pool table and I could not have been more than five or six years old at most. And I used to sit under his pool table and we had like a stereo in the room that had the pool table. And I would sit there listening to three WE and um, I'd be listening to the game. And I had a little tape recorder with a little tiny mic and I'd be um, so, you know, Herb score would be calling the game and he'd be like, Oh, here's, you know, here's the two strike pitch to Charbonneau or whatever. And then I'd be like in my little microphone going, and here's Joe Charbonneau, you know, just <laughs> calling the game. And I, my nice. mom still has all these tapes of me, you know, when I was a little kid calling these games, I was like six, five, whatever years. Wow. So when Len Barker threw his perfect game, by that point, I was still doing that somewhat, but I used to also keep score. And I remember watching it at home and I, the game was like, it was whatever the score was late late you know it was late and i was a you know middle school kid or whatever and i wanted to stay up and my mom was like oh no it's bedtime you got to go to bed i was like no ma you got to let me stay up this is i might see my first no hitter and she let me stay up to watch it was on um wuab is on channel 43 yeah and i i remember she let me stay up to watch the end of the baseball game which was lenny barker's uh perfect game too cool uh, definitely awesome history, Chris. Mom and dad took us home because we didn't have a lot of money, but we were at the second game in 94. Eddie Murray hit the first home run, freezing night game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 the history is, and again, I think it's why it hurts some of us long-term guys so much that they changed the name because they really took oh, yeah. a piece of us away. You know, I, I mean, I, I could tell you story upon story upon story because I grew up totally loving the Indians. Hell, I I was at you want to talk about an Indians fan. Remember when they went on strike 80 whatever? The the early strike, not the uh, yeah. not not yeah. the 95 one, 1982 I think it was or 3. I went to a charity softball game during the strike and watched Len Barker hit a home run. <laughs> because he was playing softball and wow. he hit a home run in this charity softball game here. I think it was in Euclid or somewhere. Wow. And my, my dad, my mom and dad took me cause I was so hungry for baseball. And that was like the closest we could come during the strike to having baseball was going to see like two or three of the Indians players playing in this softball game with a bunch of guys that sold cars and, you know, ran restaurants and stuff. But it was, it was the way it was back then. Once we'll do a five-game series Friday night, doubleheader on Saturday, doubleheader on Sunday, probably for 15 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, man. You can get to those games for cheap back in the day. This mm-hmm. isn't this isn't exactly an Indian story, but it is an old stadium story. Do you remember when the Browns preseason featured the college all-star game where yeah. they would play a, a team compiled of all the college all-stars i do not remember that oh, no google that there were some great games at that stadium the college all-stars would come to cleveland and uh be the second game game of the double of the uh wow. pro football double header and the browns would uh would play them see That's i don't have sweet. a lot of memories as a kid going to a lot of games i don't think oh I yeah you didn't live here 
No, I mean, for a lot of, a lot of it, I didn't, but I mean, I did when I was, you know, seventh, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth grade and stuff, but I did go to a lot of, a lot of baseball wow. games, but like the more recent memories I have, I've always wanted to be that dad to take my, my kid to, you know, sure. Baseball, yep. you know? And my daughter likes the game, likes, you know, the players has wanted to call, has always wanted to go see a game. And so working, you know, and with the home of the Indians, you know, I was yeah. able to get tickets. That's great. So I talked to people at the Indians and I said, got to bring my daughter. So the first time I tried to take her to a game, we get there and it was a cold day. It was a uh-huh. home opener, I believe. And it was pretty cold outside and a little misty, but it wasn't like a pouring down rain or anything like that. And they played the, the horn. They were opening up the gates. And before they opened up the gates, they said, yeah, we're sorry. Um, due to the cold, this game, the game has been postponed. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, like, <laughs> that sucks. Because it's cold. Oh, that's cold. And so we had literally tickets right along the dugout, like front row mm-hmm. dugout side oh. tickets. And we had to walk all the way back to the car in a parking lot that I just paid 50 bucks to park at. Oh, by the way. And Jeez. You know, my daughter's crying all the way back to the car. I felt like crap taking her to the game. Nothing. Next time I wanted to take her to the game, I got sick. Couldn't go to the game. I said, I promise you, I'm going to get you to the game. Go right. So finally, I get great seats once again, club seats. So I had all the food, everything we could eat, drink, all that kind of stuff. We sit down, and everything's fantastic. We see the players on the field. They're practicing, ready to go. Next thing you know, all of a sudden, the heavens open up. There was no rain even supposed to happen. (laughs) And it's pouring down like you can't believe. They put up a thing saying, "Uh, game has been delayed. Whatever, we're sitting there, we're eating. Four hours later, we say, all right, we're done. We got to go. Right. And no crap. 45 minutes after we're back in the car, they start playing the game. Indians win everything else. And we missed the game once again. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so to this day, and then I spent all this year, one, not working with the radio station, and two, in a wheelchair, no tickets to see a game, and haven't taken a game yet. So I plan on getting her to a game one way or another sure. this coming season. <laughs> There you go. The poor kid has been disappointed a dozen times because of me. <laughs> Got to go to the minor league games, Seth. Go to those. Well, I'd love to go. I mean, the Akron Rubber Ducks, it looks like a good time. That's a fun time. I, I will say that that stadium rules. That sta- I, I like that stadium better than the Jake. And it might oh. be a little bit more easy for me to navigate with the oh, yeah. leg if I went to mm-hmm. a Rubber Ducks game. Yeah, well, no matter where you. First of all, it's small. It's like I think it only holds like five or six thousand people. It might be more, but it's it's not big. And I mean, even if you sit all the way in the back, you're still, I don't know, you're still thirty feet from the from the field. Wow. I mean, you're you're like right up on the field. It's great. It's a it is for me. It's a far better time than than going to the to an Indians game. I know it's they have far what, better time. the captains or something out in East Lake. Yeah, the Lake County yeah. captains. Lake, yeah. And I, I went to that stadium one time, but it was only because Def Leppard was actually playing there. Right. <laughs> and so I was able to go in before they started. They were doing their sound check and everything else. It's kind of cool, but I've never actually seen a game there. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I guess minor league probably be a good idea. I got to get her to a game. This yeah. year, my goal is to get that poor girl. We will. To see well, if play game. well, for sure, the Akron one you should be able to do, dude, for two reasons. One, the field is real close and stuff, so you won't have to navigate too far. And even the parking, the parking's quite literally across the street. 
All right. And unless they've gone to like the Cleveland model, it's not going to cost you $75 to park. <laughs> yeah. I hope not. Dear God, man. No. And Akron is actually downtown there is actually kind of nice now. Yeah. It's better yeah. than it used to be, anyways. Yeah. If you go on the weekend, the game's at one o'clock in the afternoon. So, you know, it's nice time, nice weather. But, you know, as we reflect back on John Adams today, we're talking baseball. If you have any stories you want to, you know, chime in on the message sure. line or you can call in on the charlie's auto repair hotline i'll put the link up again but we're just talking baseball talking about the name change talking about your stories growing up as a kid i wanted to create those kind of memories with my daughter and i never got a chance to i mean now she's 16 years old which is probably better because now she'll remember those memories right sure. um so you know, i still want to do that i got to get her to a football game a baseball game took her to the crunch game the other night Mm-hmm. Um, which was very cool. Uh, real quick, if you get a chance, anybody go to the Crunch game, check it out. A lot of fun, family time, and it's a blast. So, Remind us, Seth, where do they play? At the IX Center. Okay. And um, it was really, really fun, and make it a good, entertaining thing for, for your family. So check it out if you get a chance. But I want to create some of those memories with my kid. And listening to John Adams, who passed away today, age of 71, was one of those things that I will never get out of my head from going to the ballpark. No. Um, sure. It's just hearing that drum. No, you're right. So, you know, I don't know. Well, you, you know what, though, dude? And, and this is just something to keep in your brain. Unlike a lot of things with your kids, baseball, football, you know, these are things you can do as an adult as well. You know, you yeah. can have the adult yeah. moments, too. And, and that's... You know, some of my some of my favorite moments were doing stuff with my dad before he died. We went to, you know, we went to a, a quite a few Indians games as well, and you know, I went to Browns games with my dad both as a as a kid and as an adult. And you know, it, it's the memories are still good. It's still about you know, it's still about family and community, and you know, that's that's what it's about. It, it's not like you. It's not like it expires the minute that your kid turns eighteen. Right. I've done I've done stuff with my kids. I've taken my kids to Indians games and you know, they don't even really watch baseball, but they like to go and have fun and stuff. So Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think you know, in all my in all my years on the road, one of the fun things to do is go to different stadiums everywhere you're at. And going to baseball games and telling everybody that I was from Cleveland and that I was an Indians fan, you'd be surprised how many people all around this country asked me if our stadium mustard was as good as everybody said it was, <laughs> people would ask, what about your stadium mustard? And the answer so, was yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> but See, yeah, I always get yelled at whenever we had that conversation about hot dogs at the ballpark. I always get yelled at because I put ketchup and regular yellow mustard on it. All right, Seth. Uh, I'm, I, like, I'm leaving the show now. No, goodbye. you're not. You're not leaving goodbye. the show. <laughs> I'm out. Is that, is that bad? I mean, I, why is that bad? Why is hot, a hot dog with ketchup and regular mustard on it a bad thing? No. I, you I have guess to have the stadium mustard. See, I would I would always smile and stick up for Cleveland and say yes, but I got to confess, if I get a hot dog, I eat it with ketchup and onions. <sighs> you guys That's are, what I like. You guys what are, are pirate you fans. Chris? I put on I put on the stadium mustard. Is of that course, it? Is that all you put, you that's put all I put on it is the stadium mustard. I'm I'm in a ball game. Yes, you, I remember I went to uh, what's the name of it? I'm from what Boston Field, uh, Fenway Park. Fenway Park. Yeah, drawing a blank today. And I went to Fenway and for actually it was like a three game series with the Yankees, and me and my buddy went and we were there. And it was 
the neatest experience because their their hot dogs are served in like a like a slice of bread. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. they were back in the day. Yeah, and their hot dog guy would stand at the bottom of the section, and if you wanted a hot dog, they'd fling it up at you. Right, and then they yep. would go collect the money afterwards. And I yep. thought that was like the coolest thing. <laughs> How some of these stadiums actually keep that kind of tradition and stuff alive. Mm-hmm. And actually, the hot dog and a slice of bread was pretty good. Yeah, sure. But yeah. I, I'm trying to think if there's any other ball. I've really never been to a lot of baseball ballparks other than Indian again. This is why this is why you I should go Shea to Stadium. Yeah, Shea. Yeah, Shea. The only problem with Shea is getting there. Jesus. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wow. But um, yeah, dude. This is why you would probably love the the minor league parks because they do all of that stuff. They do all the gimmicky stuff, throwing peanuts up, the, you know, up, the, up the the rows to get you your peanuts, and they do all the gimmicky stuff. Literally, in between every inning, there's some kind of a, some kind of an activity happening. It's it's very rarely that you just see an inning and then they go to the next inning. There's always yeah. something hot going dog, on. Yeah, hot dog racing, the mustard jar thing, or whatever. You know, there's always cool, fun, different things going on. Shooting shooting t-shirts into the stands and all that other stuff it's it's a fun experience natalie says that's what i would do regular mustard all right i gotta leave this show <laughs> you guys you guys are like clearly not clevelanders <laughs> do you like regular mustard on anything oh absolutely at home at home it's fine but at a ballpark look at let, let, look if we're going to be real about it it's you know the hot dog's been running around in a in a hot tub of tin for hours so it's not a it's a rubbery hot dog but at the ballpark at the ballpark it's 90 degrees you get yourself a big old budweiser and a and a rubbery hot dog i'm home man some of my favorite hot dogs are actually from those guys that have those carts on the side of the road oh yeah Mm -hmm. i dropped my daughter off the other day her and a friend they were at the uh they went to the art museum okay and there's this guy that's been there since i think i was a kid he's got his hot dog cart right in the middle of that weight oval Mm-hmm. Right by all the museums, and he sits there. And that guy must make a killing because he's been here forever. And there's always somebody at the freaking hot dog cart. And if I wasn't uh, with the leg that I can barely walk on, much less run on, I would have darted my way over and gotten some hot dogs. <laughs> right? Because those, those, if they, the longer they sit in the water, I think the better they are. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. know. I like those kind of things. I, but- I like them. Don't get me wrong. I love. Yeah. I'm. I'm again. Every time I go to the to the ball game, it's it's get the get a get a couple of dogs and a beer, and I'm good. But now you can go to the ballpark and get sushi. Yeah, no, yeah. that's that's anti baseball. All these food truck places now, and <laughs> no, that's anti baseball. No, I want nachos. I want the rubbery hot dog, and like you said, a big old thing of beer that. Now they have craft beer that you can get. Yeah, no, see, that's like that's that's, that's, beer. that's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, look, I thought they were stretching things when they started offering ice cream bars. That's when I was like, wait a minute, you're starting to get away from the true spirit of baseball oh here. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but yeah, the, the hot dog and a beer, that is baseball. Scott wants to know how many stadiums you've been to, Mike. Wow. I started when I was started doing stuff like this. The Astrodome was still around, I'm, you know, <laughs> but I I'm more more than ten, less than twenty. But I will tell you, it is an interesting experience to go watch Minnesota play Kansas City mm-hmm. in Kansas City, and you don't care which team wins. You have no interest in, it, and somebody from Kansas City will get a single, and the place goes nuts. <laughs> 
and and it's really kind of oh it's so what all they do sure. is hit a single it's <laughs> funny to be someplace neutral and watch the fans go crazy yeah i was trying to think of some of the stuff that i've done with you know as a kid some of the best like sports mm-hmm. memories i have or whatever uh-huh. um i was at the doug flutie hail mary game okay wow. against the hurricanes at the orange bowl in miami and i remember crying i mean bernie was the guy there and we lived in Miami and then ended up coming up to Cleveland where Bernie was. So I was always been a Bernie fan up until this past year where he endorsed Tim Ryan. But you know, I, I, I was a huge Hurricanes fan. Being there at that game and Doug Flutie threw that thing, I, I literally – I was a child and I cried like a baby uh, the entire way home. Another one was my dad told me one night that we were going to go to his work. And – I was like, all right, you know, whatever, go to his work, hang out, whatever. And ended up taking me to a WWF wrestling match back in the day. Okay. And Hulk Hogan was there. And I was like the biggest Hulk Hogan fan as a little kid. And it was like the, one of the greatest nights of my life. I still remember that to this day. Nice. So, yeah, I, I got a great wrestling story. do stick with you as a, as a kid. They do. I got a great wrestling story for everybody listening. We moved from Cleveland to California in 1973. My brother's 11 years younger than I am. I was 17, so he's like six, seven years old. And he was a wrestling fan like you wouldn't believe. And he loved Johnny Powers. Johnny Powers was the all-American good guy. He always won. He was a – and my brother – well, we get in the car and we drive – cross country to California. <clears throat> we spend the night in New- in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I go downstairs and I get a sports page to see what the Indians had done. Or no, the Browns had done because it was in January. And there is a full page ad for the wrestling show that was going to be in Albuquerque the following week. And do you know back in the day, because there was no cell phone, there was no internet, What they did to make things fair to the guys that were in the league, west of the Mississippi, all of the villains in the East Coast were the good guys. (laughs) And they won. So we get to Albuquerque, and Johnny Powers is billed as the evil, mean, wicked, nasty Johnny Powers is going to get, and on and on and on. And when I looked at the names, everybody that you would have thought was the villain in Cleveland was the hero in Albuquerque. You can't do that in this day and age, but that's no. what they used to do to make it fair for the guys that would get on the bus and go around the country is let them win once in a while. Right. <laughs> yeah, it kept it fair for, for all the My territories. Brother was crushed. Right? <laughs> Johnny Powers was, was an idiot. Sure. I, I was a wrestling you know, fan back in the day, but I was, like I said, the WWF kind of guy. I didn't watch the early, early stuff. <laughs> But I was a Hulk Hogan fan, Macho Man kind of guy, Jake the Snake, I'm, all those kind of Yeah, I'm very much still all in. Really? I watch, I watch wrestling like a lunatic. I, See, I, I, I watch it on SmackDown on Friday nights every now and then. But I, I watch it all. I watch Monday Night Raw. I watch. Um, wow. I watch SmackDown. I'm a big AEW guy. You know the new the newer league that's out there. That's on Wednesdays yeah. and Fridays as well. I'm <laughs> all in. I've gone to. I went to Pittsburgh to see an AEW event. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm all in on the wrestling. I love it. I always have. I remember my dad took me to see WrestleMania one at the um, at the front row theater, and they 
they just set up. Remember how that stage used to spin oh, yeah. around? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, what they did was they set up four four screens. Oh, cool. So that it would still spin around. It you know, it was like spinning, but you could watch the four the on whatever screen was in That's front of you. Awesome. And I wow. remember going to WrestleMania one, and it was like one of the greatest nights days of my life was to to be part of wrestlemania i thought they actually had a wrestling event there because i remember seeing jerry the king lawler at front row theater they may have they they may they they probably have and i mean they hell they still have cleveland cleveland has wrestling now you know they have the aiw the i don't know what that stands for but they have the aiw and they play your american little smaller yeah i don't know yeah yeah I doubt I doubt it has anything to do with Indian. Now it's the American Guardians wrestling. Is that yeah. what it is now? There you go. But um, yeah, they they do have wrestling here, and they've had some some guys that are in um in WWE now that I believe came out of AIW, like Johnny Somebody's Gargano. Major Mark says major Cleveland representation of WWE. Yeah, well, Johnny Gargano is probably the the biggest name right now. He's um he's um well he's one of them that's from Cleveland, and uh, Dolph Ziggler. Bob uh, Ziegler is from Cleveland. I actually ran into the Miz. The Miz, Miz he's a huge star. He's from Cleveland. I actually ran into him at a Steel Panther show at the at the um, MGM. You know, wow. I, have a pic- I have a picture somewhere of me and the Miz that I took at the at the MGM <laughs> in the bar. <laughs> we're, we're getting kind of off topic when we're talking about you know John Adams, but this is good. I like this. Uh, my wife, her ex boyfriend. So mm-hmm. she had a boyfriend when I you know. We started kind of going out, whatever, seeing each other. And her boyfriend lived with her and stuff. And this guy went to wrestling school. Okay. And he wanted to be one of the WWE kind of guys. Sure. And, you know, I don't think that he, well, obviously he didn't invent, you know, make it. Uh, but my point in telling you that she was with a guy who was big enough and stuff to be in the WWE, go to wrestling school to, to do it. And it ends up with a big lump like me. <laughs> I mean, how do you compare? I mean, like, I'm sure he took his shirt off and it was like, you know, like a brick. And then, he, hey, how you doing? I don't think she's seen me with my shirt off in the 20 years we've been married. <laughs> do yourself a favor. Just tell yourself she dated Yokozuna and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're the I'm upgrade. The big show. <laughs> You're the upgrade. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> uh, a lot of people are not at the game to watch, only their party. All they want is the other food. Yeah, that's a big that's a big negative to baseball these days. Is there's a lot of people at the games that don't know, that don't know the history of the game. Don't don't, don't understand. Care. Don't yeah. care. No, it's it's an event. You know, it's just it's just an outing. They open you know? up the standing room only seats in the right field or whatever, and people are just going to drink their beer and hang out mm-hmm. for a nice night out. Which I guess I get. You know, if the weather's good, you want to go out and do your thing. Yeah. Cool. But uh, still, it's about the baseball and it's about. The heritage mm-hmm. is about the team, and you know, it's but about John Adams. Who was at- baseball's biggest danger is the fact that as more time goes by, there are less of us that have three-hour attention spans. Well, that's the it. Beauty, the beauty of baseball is it's the only sport that doesn't have a clock. It does it's now. It does now. Yeah, well, bet- between pitches and – yeah, and all of that is because – Nobody can just be there. They got to be on something mm-hmm. and talking to somebody else. I mean, there was a story not that long ago about they wanted to put in like robot umpires to call that's coming. That's I mean, coming. That's coming. They're trying that in the minors this yeah, year. They're, they're doing it this year in AAA. 
Yep. Which means it'll be here and probably too. Honestly, look, I I may be, this may be the one time I stray from the old school baseball guy, but I'm for that. At least for pitch calling. Maybe not for out or safe on the bases, but I'm actually for it with, with baseball, with the pitch calling rather. Because it is annoying as hell when you have to sit there and watch an umpire who just decides that, well, I call everything low strikes. And then the next guy's like, well, I call all high strikes. So you, you don't know, you know, it, that's really frustrating, you know, and it ruins the game when the pitching is, I, I'm with the human error in calling the game, like on the bases and all that. Okay, that's fine. Nobody's going to agree with that statement when they got money riding on everything. True, and that ultimately look, and we 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 certainly understand how it goes these days. They're not paying these guys three hundred million dollar contracts to stink. Right. You know, they're they're paying them to get every advantage so that they so that they can maximize that three hundred. If they're paying. What's his name um, that left here? Um, Francisco Lindor. Yeah. If the Mets are paying him $275 million, they better tra- that better translate into $2 billion in sales of merch, of TV rights, of, you know, butts in the seats, T-shirts, everything. And that's that's the travesty of the game. I, I honestly think the game is, is really, really going to hit hard times five, six years from now. Because all these teams are spending all this money on these guys. And hell, if you're a Cleveland fan and now I'm going to go old school and Seth, sorry if I'm going to leave you out on this one. And Mike, I might leave you out too. But one of the reasons that the Indians had such a terrible, terrible time in the early 80s when they were last forever was because they were the first team to throw a chunk, a huge chunk of money at a free agent, Wayne Garland, and it tanked the team for a decade because they had to pay this guy who was hurt and couldn't play. And, and it just hurt their ability to bring in other players because they had to pay him so much money at that time. It was a million dollars a year, I think. Yeah. And, and at that time, giving that much money to one player that wasn't producing that, that literally went years without playing just killed the team. This is going to happen to these these three hundred million dollar guys. Yeah, you're going to get one of them that's going to Detroit with Cabrera. I mean, he basically ruined that team for years yeah. because of his contract, and it, I mean, he lost it. It wasn't as good. So, yeah, yeah, see, James just put it up: ten years, ten million for Wayne Garland, and that was in like 1980. That was that was way before. Time. Yeah, that was way <laughs> before what we're at now, and it and it ruined the team. They could not go and get anybody good. They had to keep telling you that Andre Thornton was a great player when he wasn't, but they had to keep telling you that. Going back though to what you were talking about, as far as you know, robots basically calling you know, mm-hmm. balls and strikes. I mean, that's what we were going to kind of talk about tonight before we heard about sure. passing John Adams. Uh, robots are going to be doing everything, mm-hmm. and that's kind of scary when you think about it. I mean. Not that umpiring is a huge, I guess, industry in this country, and you're not going to see umpiring in high school or college being replaced by robots. Maybe you will, um, but it's another industry that we we need people, and you know that's part of the game, in my opinion. 
I mean, I yes, you want to see the game called as good as possible, not perfect, but that's not what the game has been or ever would be, I guess. Yeah. Well, there is a charm. Look, I'm not trying to tell you that there's not a charm to, you know, a bad call. There absolutely is. There's there's a there's a water cooler moment with every, you know, bad pitch called for strike three that ruins a, a you know, an inning, which ultimately costs a team a game. There's a certain charm to that. I get that. But, man, it, it's it's so out of standard now. The the strike zone specifically yes. is so out of standard that you need to do something to yeah. standardize. You know, I mean, they say that the, that the strike zone is supposed to be from the logo to the knees. You guys watch enough baseball to know they never call the logo strike no, at, all. at all. Never. It's always belt to knees. Yeah. That's and that's not right. It's, and I guess it's not. Ask, ask the Bengals if they like the charm in, in calls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that game yesterday. Jeez, oh man, that was pretty both of those games were pretty darn sad. Yeah. You know, but you know, it just as far as baseball goes, I would just like to if since they've proven over 30 years that they can't standardize the games, and there are certain umpires that you just know. Well, this guy only calls low strikes. Well, how fair is that to the guy that's a that throws the ball in the strike zone, but it's it's a high strike. Yeah, you know, especially the guys that throw hard. These guys, like the Araldus yeah. Chapman guys, Araldus Chapman throws the ball 105 miles an hour, but everything he throws is high because one, he's six foot ten or whatever he is, yeah. and and two, he throws really hard. And when you throw really hard, the ball has a tendency to sail up, not down. You know, so how fair is that to that guy? It's not. No, you're right. Uh, we so. got to take a quick break here. Uh, we got Glenn Forbes coming on in just a couple minutes. So, like, two okay. minutes, we're going to make Glenn cool. hang on. Uh, we're talking about the passing today of John Adams, 71 years old, a big staple at Indians games, of course, and in this town. Sure. Loved by many. Shriv loved him. I know I did. He became a friend of mine. Um. 71 years old passed today and wish his family and everybody the best. Absolutely. Your messages, please send them in, take a nose, and we'll get to uh, Glenn Forbes in about two minutes. Hey, it's Seth from Mario's Barbershop in Parma, 7526 Broadview Road in the Pleasant Valley Shopping Center right next to Big Lots. You got to check out Mario, man. Great guy, does a lot for charities, but can perform miracles with hair. He even made me look clean cut. Does my hair, does a great job. Love talking to the guy while I'm sitting there. It's a great place to go. Local business. You gotta go to Mario's Barbershop in Parma. Mario's Barbershop in Parma, 7526 Broadview Road. Again, in Parma, Pleasant Valley Shopping Center, right next to Big Lots. Or give him a call, 216-520-1977. That's 216-520-1977. Mario's Barbershop in Parma. Trust Joe's Lakewood computer at 14035 Madison in Lakewood. They have over 30 years of professional service handling laptop and desktop repair services, virus removal, and data migration, and much more. You can trust them with hardware updates to your computer's memory and hard drive. Call 216-651-3880. Whether you need a simple Windows install or you're interested in the latest computers for gaming, call Joe's Lakewood Computer at 216-651-3880. 
This is Tim Elkhorn, radio voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers for attorney Will Spiegelberg. Will Spiegelberg is not only a name you know, he's someone you can trust as your attorney no matter the circumstance. Will Spiegelberg is an attorney you can always count on. Will Spiegelberg is the attorney you should contact for all your legal work. When you need an attorney, call Will Spiegelberg at 216-233-4240. Attorney Will Spiegelberg, a great teammate. 216-233-4240. One day I said, you know, baseball doesn't have anything. I remember when I was in high school, I was leading cheers with the bass drum, you know, megaphone and banging on the drum with the cheerleaders, you know. I said, I'm going to get a drum and bring it to the games that I go to. And, uh, but I'm not bringing my drums because they're really good drums uh, and, you know, the quality so I went into, uh, they had a newspaper here, like the Trading Times, and I found the whole drum set for $25. I said, that's the drum I want. I mean... All right, so we are back. Seth Williams Show with Mike Saga, Chris Aiken with us. And um, we are being joined by Glenn Forbes. Glenn Forbes, thank you for the uh, audio today, Idea Stream, WKSU, Supervising Producer. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, thanks so much for having me. I just wanted to stop on uh, and say thanks to, to John Adams. I mean, as you guys could hear, I mean, you know, even after uh, I was fired by iHeart, uh, John continued to help me with a lot of the projects that I was doing for um, what was used to be WCPN, now WKSU, IdeaStream Public Media. And obviously there was a lot of national interest, right, in the name change. And it was kind of a long process, right? They first announced the name that they were going to change the name in the summer of 2020. And I thought, who better to talk to about this than, than John Adams? And he gave me, I mean, I was listening back today, Seth uh, and, and Mike and Chris. He gave me 40 minutes of just great wow. raw audio. I mean, and a lot of the clips I sent you and a lot of the clips that I, I pulled today for some of our newscasts on WKSU was just the guy loved Cleveland. And was he for the name change? Not really. But he had that famous line, right? I root for the name on the front of the jersey. Yeah. And the front of the jersey says Cleveland. And I love Cleveland, and I love baseball, and I love this team. And John was never the kind of guy who was going to, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, draw that line in the sand, right? I mean, he was Cleveland through and through. And the other thing I was listening to today, you know, he had some national people that interviewed him and, and well, what makes Cleveland so great and all this stuff? You, you know, do you really think Cleveland is, is that great of a place? And he's like, you know, it's a small, it's a big city with a small town vibe. And he just, he loved this place. He loved the fans. The most amazing thing to me was, you know, we would go out for opening day playoff games. And of course, I mean, Seth, you know, we were there several times throughout the season too. Oh yeah. And he would always come, he would always bang the drum you know, Triv, of course, was really popular when he was there. But I don't think anybody was more popular than John Adams when he had the drum. Not Carlos Baerga, not Travis Hafner, not any of the former players. John Adams was like the mayor 
of the <laughs> Cleveland Indians. He was the mayor yeah. of Progressive Field. Everybody wanted to shake hands, take a picture, have him beat the drum. Uh, he was a special guy. He was loved by the fans. And I mean, if you think about all the bad baseball that he watched, <laughs> no one, no one was more deserving of the last 20 years of success. Uh, almost, you know, boy, almost 30 years now of success that the Cleveland Indians have had. He was, he was one of a kind and I'm very happy to see the franchise has honored him for the playoffs in this last, uh, this, when they were, the guardians were in the playoffs this last postseason. they had the video tribute going and the graphic of, you know, beating the drum. It'll never be the same, of course, but to know that his, you know, spirit lives on in that ballpark, that's pretty incredible. Nearly 50 years banging that drum. And how great was he when he did coach for kids events with us too? Absolutely. I mean, I'd put him probably second in popularity coast to kids to Bernie Kosar. I mean, <laughs> well, that that, yeah. the night with Bernie will never be, will never be outdone. The night, that night with Bernie will never be outdone. <laughs> That I mean, the pictures that people want to take with Bernie. I mean, that we could have had a separate benefit <laughs> just for pictures <laughs> yeah. with Bernie. Right. But I mean, beyond that, I, to, to I mean, think about that. This is a guy who, you know, he didn't he didn't play, obviously, but he was synonymous with Cleveland baseball. The opposing teams knew him. The opposing broadcasters knew him. You know, Terry Pluto, of course, the great uh, columnist in our town. Uh, does uh, speaks with uh, WKSU's Amanda Rabinowitz every week. I was listening back to their interview in October. The opposing broadcasters knew him. Whenever John wasn't at a game, which wasn't very often, I think 45 times in 48 years, he missed wow. 45 games in 48 years. Wow. Is what they came up with. But when he wasn't there, everybody wanted to know, well, where's John? What happened? Where, where was he? And I think he told us a couple times, Seth, Usually he didn't come because maybe he had to work late at AT&T or Ohio Bell at the time. Um, but, man, he was just – he was as 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 much a part of the game in Cleveland as any player, any manager. I mean, he is just – the story was international today. I mean, yeah. it was, he was a beloved figure. Chris? Do you think that there's anybody coming, not necessarily coming up, but in town that that represents the town the way that that John did, or or between him and Michael Stanley and Triv passing, have we has that era just ended? That's sad to think about, Chris, because I I was thinking, and Seth, you know this better than anybody, how quickly things can change in the span of five years, in the span of one year, in the span of six months. To lose Triv, you mentioned Michael Stanley. I'll throw Les Levine in there. Sure. Uh, yeah. John Adams. Uh, these were the voices and the sounds of Cleveland for so long. And it's such a different era now, right? It's such a different generation. Um, can someone emerge? Sure. Um, but as Ooh. far as somebody that can connect with the fans like John Adams, you don't see that. I mean, let's let's look at the Browns, okay? The Browns have a couple super fans that everybody seems to be divided about. I think everybody just likes to fight about the Browns regardless of what the <laughs> right, topic right. is, right? But, you know, the Browns have some super fans and things like that, but there's there's nobody out there right now like John Adams. It was a different era. You know, he endured a lot of losing. 
<laughs> and, uh, you know, the, just think about the longevity, right? I mean, he started this when he was 21 years old. He just kind of got the idea, hey, I'm, yeah, I'd like to do something. You know, football has these cheers and, you know, basketball has these chants and cheers and baseball doesn't have anything. I'm going to start, you know, in a lot of ways, he was a pioneer. And it's crazy to think about that, but he was really a pioneer uh, for fandom, right, in Major mm-hmm. League Baseball. And the other thing that Terry Pluto mentioned, can't take credit for it, but the other thing Terry Pluto mentioned was, you know, there were a lot of times in the late 70s and early 80s when we weren't sure Cleveland was going to have a baseball team. True. They were going to go to New Orleans. They were going to go to Vegas. They were going to do this. They were going to do that. John Adams was the constant. And the fact that he was able to move with them into that ballpark and see that golden era of Cleveland baseball uh, in the late 90s, uh, it's, it, was, it was remarkable, absolutely remarkable. How about for the uh, future, the uh, I want to see you in a Ken Ganley Kia chick? <laughs> uh, <laughs> just kidding. Mike, do you have any thoughts on commercialization that you'd like to share? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was yeah. trying to think, too, about somebody that could actually be an up-and-coming icon in this town. Uh, and other than myself... Um, I can't think of, you know, there you go. Nick I, Camino I, on channels. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I don't I, know where we go from here. I, I really don't. Big Chuck and Little John are the two remaining real icons in this town. Right, but yeah. I don't know where we go from here. Maybe Ken Carmen. He's local. I, I, think, and, I mean, he's local through and through. I, yeah, I, I think Ken is, is very, very good. Very good. And, um, you know, we'll see if, if he remains here, I'm sure he has options, you know, just like, uh, Pete Franklin or like Triv, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure Ken will have his options to move on, but maybe, you know, the Pete Franklin can serve as a, as a cautionary tale, right? I mean, he never was able to duplicate that success, uh, when he went to New York, mm-hmm. um, but Ken is popular on the fan. Ken is popular on the Browns broadcast. Now he's on Fox eight. Sometimes I'll text Ken and I'll say, leave some jobs for the rest of us. Um, <laughs> but you're, but, 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 but Chris, you're right. I mean, you know, he, here's a guy young in his career. I, I think the thing is he'd have to do it in this town for another 20, 25 years. Uh-huh. I saw John uh, mention uh, Jim Donovan, you know, Tom Hamilton, of course, is beloved. Yeah, right. uh, when, when we talk about Cleveland baseball, uh, but, you know, we had Joe Tate passed away, too. It's really we're at that kind of weird point where it does seem like, unfortunately, a lot of that generation is is leaving us. Right. And we're left to kind of carry on their legacy here. Yeah. And, and it seems like it seems like like you're saying the the initiative now is to use Cleveland to move somewhere else. You know, the the LeBron syndrome, I'll call that is, you know, it's like, OK, make your mark here. But then take your talent somewhere else kind of a thing. And, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully somebody emerges and stays and establishes themselves. But, you know, in the, in today's world too, that day may be over. You know, I mean, I, I hate to be the, the bearer of the bad news there, but that might just be the truth is in today's world, there's not as much community as there was when we all were growing up. There was that old saying about how people would have their 15 minutes of fame. Mm-hmm. It seems like that has eroded down to 15 seconds because it comes at you so fast 
and from so many angles. I mean, you know, Dorothy, let's go back 20 years before the people were talking about Dorothy full-time broke records, opened doors, knocked down glass ceilings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that was because it took years, decades of really good work like that. Now it seems like, you know, it comes and goes. And if you miss that first round, by the time you research and look up who people are talking about, they're talking about somebody else already. Yeah. I think in, in broadcasting and, and I think I heard this from Tom Hamilton, but I've heard it from others too, especially in that business. I mean, you know, Seth and I have been in broadcasting, things like that, but we're talking about a play-by-play guy, right? That's that's in some ways a different ball game. But he said something to the effect of, and Triv has said this too, if you find somewhere or if you find a group of people, you find a community that really likes you, stay. Yes. Because there's no guarantee that the grass is greener on the other side. We've had a lot of people move on to bigger markets. And I'm not talking about the anchors or, or the reporters that, have been here for five, 10 years. We like them and then they move on. You know, people who are institutions here. Um, if you find a place that likes you, stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think that's great advice. And and I hope that, you know, more people who are established here, who grew up here and are now getting a following here, uh, take that advice because you just, you just never know. You just never know, you know, where, you're going to find your niche where you're going to find your following. So I, I do have some faith that uh, we'll find some new ones as a, you know, Ramona Robinson, that's an example, right? Mm-hmm. right. And now she is uh, enjoying, you know, I would call it, I guess, semi-retirement. Every time I turn something on, she's master of ceremonies and <laughs> right. what a great gig for her. I mean, she was so good for so many years, wrote a book, Came on the Triv show many times, was a fan of, of, of Triv and a fan of the show. Um, and now she's master of ceremonies for a lot of these big press conferences in Cleveland. You know, I think something like that makes a lot of sense. But that's the only kind of contemporary example I can think of. Somebody with that longevity who's who's well-loved. Um, we've got some weather people here who are starting to make in the Dick Goddard mold, right? Uh, you know, the Betsy Klings of the world who have been Holly. here for a long time. Holly Strano. Holly Strano, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, Mark, um, Mark Johnson, who's been at Channel 5 for a long time. So, Jeff Tanchek. People are there. Tanchek, yeah. Jeff Tanchek, who I took my shirt off for one day on the uh, trip show. <laughs> Ooh. Jeff is Jeff's really funny because it seems like if the weather's good, if it's going to be a nice day, it's just like really boring to him. He really loves being able to say, oh, my God, it's going to be severe weather. and It's coming this way. And it's like it snowed last year, Jeff. He's up. When that when that sports coat comes off and the sleeves are rolled up, you know, we're in for it uh, when Tantac's on. (laughs) Do do you think the Guardians have anything planned as far as um, a tribute or anything going forward for for John? Or do you think you're going to do something throughout the season? Have you heard anything or what? Yeah, I. You know, they came out with a very nice video today, voiced by Bob DiBiasio, who's one of the best PR people in the in the country. And, you know, speaking of, you know, I'm sure Bob DiBiasio is a guy who could have gone on to a bigger market. Right. Right. But I mean, he has stayed here and has just been an incredible public relations man for the Indians for a long Indians and Guardians for a long, long time. Uh, they had a nice video that came out today. Uh, he was 
you know, one of the few non-players inducted into their, into the team's hall of fame. Uh, he's got a plaque up there. And as I mentioned, you know, they were keeping the drum beat going during the postseason with, uh, you know, a little video graphic up on the big scoreboard and kind of piping some of that sound in. My guess is they'll continue to do that. I think they will also uh, probably, I think it's likely, I don't have any inside information. I think it's likely they'll do something for John on opening day, something additional. I think the nice, as, as, as difficult as the last year and a half have been for John, uh, I think it was great that he was able to see and experience the love, right? He was able to see the team honor him. He was able to see what he meant to the team. And the other thing about, you know, the pandemic year, I guess they, the team did, according to John and Terry Pluto and everybody, you know, the team did invite him to come to the game when other oh. people weren't allowed. And John said, no, I mean, I'm a fan First of all, he wants to be, he wanted to be safe. He wanted everybody to be safe throughout the pandemic. Um, And that was first and foremost. But secondly, he's like, no, I'm I'm a fan. If the fans aren't supposed to be here, I'm not going to be here. And, you know, unfortunately he always wanted to make it back to progressive field as of October, that was still his goal uh, to try to get back to progressive field. And obviously, you know, we plan and God laughs, um, so it's unfortunate that he was not able to make it back. But I tell you what, uh, knowing John, and I know there are a lot of people out there who knew him a lot uh, better than, than I did, uh, but, but knowing what I know of John, uh, it had to just fill him with joy and gratitude that the franchise and the fans thought that much of him. He was able to experience that love and that appreciation before he passed on. Hey, Glenn, one of the – Wait, wait a second, Mike. One of the highlights that I told earlier uh, for me was, you, you probably remember, was sitting back in that green room, and John came back, and I was able to actually bang the drum because he had it there with him at the at the, the benefit. I thought that was so cool, and I know my sister-in-law was there. She got to do that same thing. He was just a nice, caring guy, and that's what I'll remember about him. You well, don't meet many people. Sorry, Mike. You don't meet too many people quite like John Adams. I don't think he ever said a mean word about anybody. No, he didn't. No. And you don't, you don't come across that many, many people like that anymore, especially with social media, with everything else. Everybody's irritated about something, right? John always seems so easygoing and just so nice to everybody. He's a different breed. He really was. Mike. Well, all I was going to say was the, on behalf of the show and the, in the having him on and what everybody feels and knowing how much he means to this town. Um, I was going to ask you to talk to the people that you know and interact with, with the team. And I don't know the rules about what you can do with regard to a uniform. That's all governed by, you know, league rules, et cetera, et cetera. But just see if they can put a little drum sticker on the back of the batting helmets just for a year because like you said the whole league knew about john adams and i i think he deserves it 50 years is 50 years i i think i think they will uh i think certainly opening day would be a great time to do it you know i certainly think they will honor him um you know i think that seat is going to remain empty is my understanding um, but yeah, and I know, 
I, I did not know this until I listened back to Terry Pluto's interview with Amanda Rabinowitz from October. I believe he said Curtis Danberg, uh, the great communications guy for the Guardians, visited him every week or checked in on him every week uh, while he was in care. So wow. I, I would be very surprised if there wasn't some additional, uh, you know, honoring of, of John's legacy. And obviously he deserves it. Yeah. Hey, real quick, uh, Glenn, look at this. Glenn Forbes is not a better choice to replace Triv. Uh, I don't think this guy likes the, the new guy. Um, I think the show would have been fantastic if you and I were doing that show. Yeah, but they never asked me. Just my opinion. Why not? I don't understand why. Wait, 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 did something happen? Uh, but, <laughs> well, if yeah. you go back to the Seth Williams show, episode one. Yeah. <laughs> <I think laughs> it's, it's in the archives, folks. But I, you know what? I, I probably shouldn't say this, but I, I was thinking don't. a little bit about that. I, I was thinking a little bit about that today. You know, some radio stations paint themselves into a corner by putting people in a position where maybe they're not as knowledgeable about some of this stuff, right? I mean, how is somebody from West Virginia going to talk about the legacy of John Adams? Yeah. But that's not my that's not my problem. That's not your problem, Seth. So, no. you know, we've got this forum, and we can honor him in the the best way we know how. Absolutely. And I wasn't trying to start anything there. I just wanted to, you know, people are texting in and, you know, today is kind of an emotional day and we knew him well. We did. And we knew him yeah. because of Triv and uh, all the times we got to hang out with the guy, meet the guy. And it was a pleasure to know him. Um, and we started. It, it, we started. Yeah, and it's sad. Been, go ahead. Right, sorry. sorry, Mike. It's sad when it's over, but it's cliche, right? It's sad when it's over, but we can be happy that it happened. We can yeah, be happy man. that we have those memories. We can be oh, yeah. happy that, you know, John Adams was banging the drum for us. I mean, he was the intro and the outro to so many Triv shows. <laughs> Just him. And then Triv saying, I think John Adams is around here somewhere. You know, do you hear, <laughs> yeah, that, I remember that. Do you hear that drum? Yeah. You know, I mean, that was just... That was you know just why that was, though, Glenn? You know why John Adams was the intro to so many breaks that we did? Because Triv didn't trust me to play good music. <laughs> and thought that I was lazy and thought it would be much easier just to have John play the intro than it would have me come up with something. So, But it was still a great thing. <laughs> I think there's some truth to that, but maybe not as much as you think. <laughs> nice. Well, Glenn, I appreciate you coming on. I really do. And you're still a good friend of mine. And um, tell everybody where they can listen to you, what you're doing, and where to find you and everybody around you. Yeah, so uh, as I mentioned, WKSU, IdeaStream Public Media, 89.7 or 104.9 here in Cleveland. Um, doing a little bit of everything uh, in the newsroom there, handling um, our uh, local hosts, uh, Amy Eddings, Jeff St. Clair, and Amanda Rabinowitz, who I've mentioned a couple times. She's such, you know, she has this great relationship with Terry Pluto, and uh, it's been great to have them under the IdeaStream Public Media umbrella. Um, and again, we, we believe now understanding uh, we do have a lot of uh, national programming from NPR. And I understand that some people in this audience may not be completely on board with that, but uh, I would say that, uh, you know, give our local newscast a chance top and bottom of the hour. And um, you know, like tomorrow we're going to run uh, the governor DeWine state of the state address live. 
So, you know, we've got a lot of local coverage, a lot of good state coverage. Uh, Sound of Ideas is our local program at nine o'clock. So, yeah, and we've got a bunch of repeaters now. There's no way I can remember all of the uh, frequencies of the repeaters. But if you're in Worcester, if you're in Norwalk, if you are in Thompson out in Jaga County, if you are in Mansfield, uh, you can get a very clear reception for WKSU thanks to all the um, thanks to all the repeaters that we have. And I really appreciate you having me on. It was it was tough when I heard the news. Um, and, you know, you're the first person I thought of, Seth, and you're yeah. the uh, all, all the good times that we had, you know, with John and you mentioned the benefits. And I mean, he was always willing to help always, not only the show, but you know, the charities and he was just a, he was just a people person. I mean, he, he loved talking to fans. I never once saw him get irritated at the number of fans that were coming up to him at the ballpark. That just wasn't his nature. We uh, actually showed a picture earlier, maybe pretty emotional, a little bit teary. Um, of Triv and and John together, and it was you know, it was super cool to see because it was at I recognized the lights at the uh, the Hilton Garden Inn in Twinsburg, and seeing those two together, and I talked about it earlier. I'll say it again. I know those two are talking baseball together right now, and that's kind of cool to think about. So, absolutely, John has joined Triv uh, on the other side, and uh, it's 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 kind of nice to think that they have each other to. Uh, to talk to yeah so i appreciate it glenn thank you and uh, i'll talk to you soon thanks, thanks so much god bless john adams and thank you guys so much for letting me uh, come mm-hmm. on and share some of these memories thanks glenn i'll talk to you thanks glenn all right so we'll take a quick break we'll wrap things up i want to talk before we get out of here um not that i don't want to stop talking about john but i do want to talk about the new thing real quick the cmstv.net okay and what that means for the show okay. chris you're uh the man in that, so we'll talk about that in just about uh, two minutes. Hang on. All right. It's up uh, for smoking rock and roll food trucks. You got to check them out, man. The food is just unbelievable. Mac and cheese is fantastic. The brisket, everything else is just to die for. You got to check out smoking rock and roll. 605 Clay Parkway in Bay Village. You can give them a call 216-539-2239 to book a food truck. Uh, you know, Find out where they're going to be at. They're going to be all over the place, come to, especially when the spring and summer hits. It's unbelievable food. They win awards all over the place. Run by my good friend uh, Billy Morris uh, and his friend Todd. They're good people, and they make great, great food. You got to check it out. Smoking Rock and Roll. SmokingRockandRoll.com. Guarantees and Signs has become your complete one-stop sign shop. Call Jimmy at 216-299-9344. Their friendly and professional staff can and will help you build your company brand and identity from start to finish. One-stop means you get a complete package from one location. Custom logo design, vehicle graphics, banners, t-shirts, storefront marquees, and so much more. Guarantees and Signs. 4883 Turning Road. Call us at 216-299-9344. Hey, it's up for Audio Bay Studios in Bay Village. And now if you need a podcast done, you got a band, you got to record some stuff, Audio Bay Studios is the place to go. Train technicians, uh, good management there. I'm telling you, Audio Bay Studios has helped me out tremendously with my podcast. You want to go there, Audio Bay Studios, 605 Clegg Parkway in Bay Village. It's right next to, or in the same building, I should say, as Smokin' Rock and Roll. Some of the best barbecue food trucks in town. The best barbecue food trucks in town. 
Tell me, you got to check out Audio Base Studios. I know the guy, Chris Aiken. I know the guy, Billy Morris. They're good people. They take care of you. Audio Base Studios, if you got a podcast that you want to start recording, Audio Base Studios in Bay Village is the place to be. 605 Clegg Parkway. Give them a call. 216-713-0066. That's 216-713-0066. Right back here on the Seth Williams Show with Mike Sucka, Chris Aiken joining us, and uh, we're about to wrap things up. Uh, again, God bless John Adams, uh, passed away, 71 years old, and his family, his friends, I know a lot of them, uh, so God bless them. My thoughts and prayers are with them tonight. Um, Chris, we're doing something kind of cool, something new, something different, cmstv.net. Yes. It's called? Yes, uh, sir. explain to everybody what that is? Well, um, because I don't have enough on my plate, I keep taking on more stuff to do. And uh, what we're doing is we are adding a 24-7 internet TV channel, which is just just like if you watch like Pluto TV or or, uh, Tubi TV or Fox on your TV, whatever it is, it's going to be a 24-7 channel that's going to be playing various shows. Um, the various shows, we've got 10 shows in the CMS network. They're all going to be on it. Um, and um, once we're in beta right now, but people can see it, they can check it out over at cmstv.net. And um, as far as the Seth Williams show is concerned, you guys will be airing. Um, well, you'll be airing live on Mondays and Wednesdays on it, as well as uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, there'll be rebroadcasts of the various shows of the Seth Williams show. So, Pretty much every day from 5 to 7 p.m. will be the Seth Williams show on um, CMS TV. See, that's awesome. I am pumped about that. I'm looking forward to checking that out. Um, See, this is how we expand things and make things go. Mm -hmm. Yo. Yeah. You don't need TAM's money to make make a, a quality show. We'll do it without them. Yeah, no, we don't need their money to do a quality show, but we need their money to survive and eat. Yeah, to quality um, eat. <laughs> yeah. Right. I wouldn't even say quality eat at this point. Um, to, period. Period. Um, right. To put gas in the car, you know, one of those things. Sure. Um, still looking for sponsors. So now if you are a sponsor or want to become a sponsor, you can email us or just, you know, Seth and Mike at Outlook.com. That's right. Or SethWilliams32 at Yahoo.com. If you want to uh, be a sponsor of the show, we are looking for sponsors. And now it, we are expanding to a TV broadcast, if you will. Yes. CMSTV.net, and it will be on four or five yeah. days a week. Yeah. Broadcast, rebroadcast, whatever. Well, the show will be on five days a week, and and but there's programming 24-7 that they can get involved cool. in, and they can contact you to – to get all that handled. And, yeah. and it's not only on your TV. If you want to watch it on your phone, it'll be on the CMS Network app. If you want to watch it on a Roku, it'll be on a Roku. It'll be on the Amazon Fire Sticks. It'll be, we're going to have the 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 radio version of it or the just the, you know, the audio version of it will also be in all these places as well. As well as the website and as well as uh, Seth, the SethWilliamsShow.com. Anywhere that you, anywhere that you consume this show. It will be so. That's, and is it fair to say that if we set an advertising rate for anybody that's got a business and listening in, 
that if we figure that advertising rate based on Monday and Wednesday's live show, if the show gets repeated at in the overnight hours and it's on five days a week, that's 10 times like 10 yeah. days worth of exposure. Their min, their advertising cost is actually pretty minuscule. It's going to be, it's going to be, believe me, you're not going to be paying Super Bowl rates. Let's say not yet. Anyways. Yeah. Look, never. I'll say never. All right. Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm never going to charge people $2 million to do anything with me. You know, it's look, it's going to be worth your buck. I'll put it that way. It's not going to it's not going to break any business at all to do. If if anything, they're going to be like, how can it be this cheap? Exactly. So, right. yeah, so people want to advertise and bring it. This show continues to expand. We're excited to do it. Thank you, Chris, for helping us do this. It's, it's fantastic. Sure. CMS TV, yeah. CMS TV dot net. And then um, it'll be going all over the place. And we'll keep you updated. Mm-hmm. When all this is happening, but you can go to that website right now and check it out. Yeah, yeah, the beta is up right now, so it's you can kind of see where we're going with it as as we speak. All right, well, I'm excited about it. So thank you very much, and thank you for joining us. I'm sorry we didn't get to the AI stuff tonight. Hey, this is um, the easiest. This is the easiest guest appearance you know I've had in a long time. Real still quick, do that though. Yeah. This we're is going like, to do it. Don't ruin it yet. We're gonna we're gonna still do that whole segment. We're gonna oh, I know still do it. But the last tribute to John Adams is when you and I are doing show prep and saying, hey, let's start off the show with John Adams and take it as far as it goes. And then maybe we'll get into some of the other stuff we're going to talk about later. And once we mentioned John Adams and involved everybody else and Glenn said he'd come up and look at two hours seemed like it went in 15 minutes. That's the ultimate tribute to what John Adams meant to this city. Absolutely. So thank you, guys. I appreciate you, Chris, joining us tonight. Mike, thank you. Uh, everybody have a good night, and God willing, we'll talk to you Wednesday night. Wednesday night, we got Tony Masaccio coming on from another great place around town, so he'll be eating fine, and we'll be watching it. And <laughs> I think Joe Burdick from Burdick Custom Flags is coming on. He's got some shirts that he's selling now, one of which is a Cephal shirt. Oh, look at that. Cool. Very excited about it. You should see it. It looks uh, pretty cool. So um, you can buy it with my face on your body. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, but we'll get in all those shirts and everything else that's going on in the world. We'll get into that on Wednesday night, 5 o'clock, live. Check out cmstv.net. And God willing, we'll talk to you later. Thanks, guys. Good night, Chris. Good night, Seth. See you guys. Hey, hey, hey.